Well, good morning, good afternoon, and God bless you. It's Pastor Rich here with our weekly podcast. I hope everything's going well in your world. Or Well, I know it's not going well in our world, but I meant in your personal world or in your life. Uh, let me open up with prayer, and we'll get right into today's uh, study and time together. Lord, thank you now. Lord, I just pray now for mercy, special mercy today, Lord. I just pray for special help from heaven in Jesus' mighty name, not just a help or not just a mercy to barely make it, but I'm talking about a, a bold, victorious anointing, uh, Lord, that we leave and we win, and every day uh, we win, every day we have victory, every, every battle, Lord, may it be a victory for us in Jesus' mighty name. We refuse to bow, uh, we refuse to quit, we refuse to turn from our God. Uh, therefore, we are unstoppable in Jesus' mighty name. Well, amen, amen, amen. Well, I want to get into a few things. Uh, I'm not going to get into end time stuff this week, but maybe starting next week, I'll do a couple bonus uh, podcasts back to back to back, and uh, I'll invite my wife and even maybe Dr. Barclay, and we'll deal with some end time stuff concerning uh, how the day fits uh, you know, today, how it fits with the Bible and with the end time prophecies and so on and so forth. But I do want to mention a few things. These are the last days. Uh, don't be, you know, deceived. You know, don't think, hey, everybody said that before us. Um, now, once again, I said this, I believe last week or in a service somewhere, uh, but I did say, I'm not one of those guys that believe it's, it's going to be tonight, but I believe it's when our, within our life or within reach, so to speak. So I believe, yeah, it could be in the next few months, it could be in the next few years, but Jesus is coming back soon. You know, days go quickly, years go quickly, uh, so on and so forth. So get yourself right. You know, uh, go ahead, check yourself. You know, do a self-audit and, and look within your life and, and see what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be changed. Am I living the right lifestyle? Am I pursuing God? Am I pleasing God? And, and on it goes. <clears throat> Amen. Well, I want to talk to you about this end time, <coughs> excuse me, this end time anointing, you know, that should give you hope and should just build you up a little bit. We know that in the last day, uh, according to 1 John, let me just turn and give you some scripture real quick. Uh, if you got your Bible, you got your pen, turn with me to 1 John. If you don't have a Bible or a pen, you know, run and go get one quickly and take some notes and, and make this your you know uh, Bible study time and, and just let this be a blessing to you. Amen. So in 1 John 4, the Bible says, uh, talks about, uh, well, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let's just start off by saying this. Go ahead, let's just declare that over our lives. Say, greater is he who is in... Come on, I got to, you know, course you here. Yeah, are you ready? Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Let's say it again. The greater one lives in me, not the world. I'm possessed. Come on, keep going with me. I'm possessed by the greater one. Uh, amen. That's good news. And, and we understand that. Uh, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, meaning Satan, Satan's way, Satan's government, Satan's ploys, all the little you know uh, demons that are orchestrating human beings like puppets, especially our government. Yeah, uh, and I might touch on that a little bit today, but our government is has completely lost their human senses 
and are being uh, driven by demons. Uh, so they're not led by the greater one. They're led by the one that's in the world. But for you and for me, we're led by the greater one. Amen. Uh, and then in 5 it says, They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. Well, that truly is it's true right now. If you see, now it's funny how I may just got to just deal with this today because the, as we deal with an end time anointing, we got to see the anti Christ anointing or the anti anointing we're facing. And what's happening in our world is there are people being driven by demons, obviously. That's not, shouldn't be a shocker. That's biblical, sound doctrine. Uh, but then we go a step further and we see that the world follows those voices because they don't know the voice of God. But it seems like a lot of people are, are starting to leave the worldly voices and they're looking for a new voice. They're looking for a new hope, new help. And that's the help of God. That's the voice of God. Uh, so I'm telling you right now, uh, this demon that's in the land today are demons that are driving people towards this end time antichrist uh, regime or reign. Uh, this is going to be, the, their victory doesn't start today and the appearance of victory starts after the rapture. But we are dealing with these end time antichrist spirits that are in the land today. It's like this, if we, um, if you're going to cook a stew and, and you start concocting this stew, you got a big pot and it's got a lot of elements in it. Well, the moment you start, even before the stew is, is complete and ready to eat, uh, you still have the elements and, and different parts uh, are, are in that stew. Well, that's the same thing it is. I hope you enjoy my examples. They're kind of simple, but to the point. That's kind of how it is with Satan. He's got this brew, this stew, this you know, this potion that he's cooking up, and it's not complete yet. But there's a there's an element of it, you know. There's a smell of it, uh, and that's kind of where we're at, you know. So we got to understand what's happening. Uh, we got to understand when we we look at the, the the things that are happening in our world today. We shouldn't be shocked as believers. We shouldn't run and hide. You know, we have scripture. Uh, we have covenant with the Almighty. We have uh, several scriptures. The one I like in Second Timothy is God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And that's where Satan's really battling against the believer right now is in their mind. And you got to confess. You got to make your profession of faith. I got a sound mind. Thank you, Lord, for a sound mindedness. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to get confused. I'm not going to run. I'm anointed for this day. Come on now, that's a good word. Glory to God, I'm anointed for this day. Come on, shout that wherever you're at. I'm anointed for this day. The day that I'm living, I have an anointing for it. I have an anointing for success. I carry an anointing for victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now that settles it. Amen. You're anointed. Uh, you're going to outlast this attack of Satan. Not only barely outlast it, but you're going to outlast it in victory. We're gonna, we are winners. We win. We possess victory. Woo, you got me preaching already. Amen. Well, and then it goes on, it says in verse 6, where uh, we are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that uh, is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Wow. Come on. We also have the scripture, uh, the, the weapons are warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Uh, we know that we have special weapons. 
Uh, they're not carnal weapons. They're natural weapons. They're supernatural weapons that yield supernatural success. Remember, the anointing is the great equalizer. The, the anointing is what makes the difference. You can do everything you can naturally, and you can get yourself to a certain point, but then you're limited until this anointing, what I'm talking about today, this end-time anointing, uh, when you engage in this end-time anointing and begin to uh, learn how to, to attach yourself or to draw from the anointings of God and begin to flow in these anointings, at that point, uh, you become supernatural or unstoppable. And that was the intent uh, of God. So we also know, according to the scripture, that the, there is an antichrist, there is an antichrist spirit. This antichrist spirit is in the world today. And the world, uh, Christ means anointed, the anointed one. Jesus was the anointed one. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus. How do you anoint him? With the Holy Ghost. What do you do with it? Uh, sit at home, watch preachers on TV, you know, uh, go to church 50% of the time? No. God anointed Jesus. Hey, when you possess a true anointing, you can't sit around and do nothing. Or if you do, the Bible says you're going to get flies in your ointment or your anointing, and your anointing is going to spoil, and it's going to become rancid. And then you get a, oh, come on, I'm preaching pretty good. And then you take on this sour puss, miserable, once happy, full of life Christian spirit, and everything aggravates you. That's not, that's not just because who you are, the world's, the church has not gone wrong. No, your, your anointing's rancid. Clean it out. You know, you know, find someone that'll help you, you know, clean all that old stuff out and begin to flow again. Uh, come on now, uh, say amen. I'm preaching pretty good. Uh, but this end time anointing, you can't just do nothing. You can't, you're, you're going to have to learn how to flow and then learn how to flow. You have to have an intake and then you have to have an outlet. That's how you flow. You don't flow one way. You, you flow in and you flow out. You flow in and you flow out. If you stop the in, uh, then you're going to be empty as you flow out. If you stop the out, you're going to get full and the in's going to have to stop at some point in time. And then that once again, that you become a reservoir. Well, if there's no movement in, in a body of water, it becomes stagnant. It, it grows microorganisms and organisms and uh, you know algae and so on and so forth. It gets clogged up. We were created to flow. There's an end time anointing. God knows the beginning and the end, the alpha, the omega God, and everything in between, and nothing catches him off guard. There's, not, there's not, nothing Satan can do. The, everything Satan does, God already knows. God knows everything from the beginning, earliest conception, uh, to the end, to the fullness of it. And God knew the day and hour which you would be on planet earth. And he had a, has a special anointing for every season. And you've been anointed not just to barely make it, but you've been anointed to succeed at every assignment God's placed on your life. So get shake this doom and gloom thing off. Shake, yeah, we should know there's an end time. The Bible told us about it. We should know there's signs of an end time. The Bible prophesied it to us. Uh, we shouldn't be caught off guard, but we certainly uh, should not go into a tailspin. We shouldn't be anxious. We shouldn't be nervous. We shouldn't be fearful. Uh, we shouldn't be, you know, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, what, hey, you get you build the ark, and then you get on the ark. That's what we do. And then we sail out of here. Uh, you know, and, and I see so many Christians in despair right now, and they're like, I didn't know, and I don't know what to do. You know, we know exactly what to do. You got an anointing from the Holy One. 
just like Jesus in Acts 10, 38. 1 John 2, 20 says you have an anointing too. The, the Bible says you have an, a, an unction by the Holy One or an anointing by the Holy One, that the word unction. Uh, and you know all things. So you know what to do. What do I do, preacher? Well, I engage in the Spirit. The Spirit will yield to me. Uh, the Spirit will download within me. The Spirit will reveal to me. Come on, revelation. Uh, he'll, he'll show me something. I'll carry it. And, and as I possess it, I'll begin to flow in it. Revelation. Re- revelation. The Spirit gives you that. Uh, he gives you wisdom. Or, or rather, let me back up. He gives you knowledge, which is information. And then he gives you wisdom with knowledge. Supernatural. This is beyond your ability. This, the anointing is always beyond your ability. It, it's within your reach, but it's beyond your ability. It takes you beyond uh, your ability. It, it doesn't uh, go like we've learned conscious and subconscious, you know, or beneath or below. No, not sub. This takes you above, uh, beyond what you're able to do without it. But when you when he gives you knowledge, that that's a, that's the the understanding of something or the information rather of something. Then he gives you wisdom, and that wisdom comes in and shows you what to do concerning the knowledge you possess, how to operate. You know, uh, what avenue to take, what answer to give, you know, what action to take. Uh, And God does that to you, uh, for us rather, by the anointing or by the Holy Spirit. Now, I've been talking about, and I hope this has been helping you in church. You can go back and watch on YouTube or, you know, on our our Facebook or on our our website, but especially in these podcasts. Uh, So the anointings I've been dealing with are out of Ephesians 4. And it talks about the fivefold uh, gifts that God gave the church. And, I, and I've, I've really just exhausted this in the last few weeks. I'm going to continue to do so. The gift is not a man. Now, I, I would not take anything away from my Messiah, uh, Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, uh, Jesus the Christ. I'm not taking anything away. But Jesus was the man, the Son of God, that he sent here as a man. So, so Jesus gave up. Uh, when he came to this earth and came by way of a virgin birth, uh, he gave up his, his heavenly abilities. Uh, you know, he gave up who he was in the heaven, heavenly realm, and he reduced himself, in a sense, as a man. But then God needed him to take on, uh, not in person because he was a human being, but to take on, once again, the abilities of heaven uh, or, or the abilities that would bring man back to before sin in the Garden of Eden. And the only way God could do it was to place an anointing on him. So just like Jesus uh, became Jesus Christ or Jesus the anointed one, when you come to God then, and you surrender and submit yourself to the way, the system of God, uh, you too become an anointed one. You too carry an, an anointing. You don't carry the Christ anointing. You're not the Messiah, but you can carry the anointing uh, for the miraculous, to do supernatural things, to accomplish supernatural uh, goals. The Bible actually says that we should, the body of Christ, do exploits. And that word exploits means supernatural things that are out of our uh, natural reach. So we should go into the, the, the realms uh, of heaven or, or the realm of our God and, and pull down that power and ability and bring it to this earth and begin to do supernatural things uh, on this earth. Come on now, uh, say amen to that. We're doing pretty good. So in Ephesians 4, we see where God's given gifts, uh, five 
gifts, not human beings. He put gifts within a human being. The human being becomes a carrier, becomes a vessel, but God now chooses a human being. The Bible word is ordained. Uh, If I define that for you, it means ordered. So God said to me, Richard Summerlin, I said, yes, sir. He says, I ordain you or I order you into this office. I said, well, God, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not prepared. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not schooled. I'm not educated at, at that level. God says, that's okay, because as I order you into this office, I'll put gifts within you uh, to accomplish, accomplish the assignment of this office. I'll empower you. I'll anoint you uh, within this office. Well, God, what if something happens to me? That's okay. When you come into this office with these gifts, I'll grace you as well, and that grace will protect you. Come on now. I'm, I'm preaching good. So uh, as I operate in the office of an apostle, uh, also as a teacher, and also as a pastor, sometimes I go in and out of the office of a prophet. That doesn't make me a prophet, but God uses me like that. I don't know what the future holds. I'm going to keep doing what I do with or without a title. Don't bother me because it's not the title. It's the anointing that you need. So uh, within that, that office, offices, especially those three, and the three are uh, that, that run the body of Christ or move the body of Christ are the apostle, the prophet, and the pastor. So in those three offices, especially, uh, obviously the teaching gift or anointing will come on those three and the evangelist, but I'm talking about the church now, the ecclesia. So these three giftings on these three human beings will convey to you or, or will release to you uh, from from within that gift that God put in them, uh, a, a key that unlocks the anointing for victory in your life. So this might aggravate some people because, yeah, I get it. I've been around. I've been in church my entire life. I've been in ministry for almost 30 years now. Uh, I've been in full ministry for 20 years, but I've been in, in you know part-time or in ministry 30 years. So I've seen it all. I've seen the perversion of the real version. I've seen, you know, people take, um, you know, become reckless and uh, try to become famous or try to become somebody or build themselves up or try to become wealthy. Once again, I've seen all the perversions of it. Uh, But there's a, a sweetness of the truth. And the truth is that you have to have these gifts in your life. The body of Christ will not be a healthy body without these gifts that God intended to operate within that body. So you're going to have to you know, find a ministry that, that has these gifts in operation. Hey, I bring uh, Dr. Barclay in. Uh, that's my dad. That's my, you know, that's my pastor. But he is a prophet, a bona fide prophet. So we come in and we have that gift of the prophet in the house. You know, Even though I have the apostle anointing, I bring in Dr. Seville, another one of my dad's. And he flows in that apostolic or apostle anointing. So that's in the house. You know, I don't need to bring pastors in because I got the pastor anointing. Um, the only reason I bring the, the apostle gift of Dr. Seville is because it's severe. And, and, it needs to, and it has to be here in order to unlock things within you. Hey, I don't know how many pastors listen to this, but I'd say to you, um, if I were you, I'd find not a goofy. You don't. You don't you, there's real God prophets in the land. We know, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, that there was 400 at one time that uh, with Jehoshaphat and the king of Israel, um, 
there was 400 false prophets and there was one God prophet. So I know they're silly, goofy, you know, they look odd, their appearance is odd. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about true God prophets. I'd find a true God prophet in the land that would come in and let them come in quarterly, let them come in annually and, and release that gift within your body, within that, that, that church that God's placed you over. If you don't have an apostolic or an apostle anointing, I'd find it a true apostle. You know, don't let them come and pastor your people. That's what you do. But then let them release that gift because if you take these gifts away from the body of Christ, it's impossible for that body to walk in the true anointings individually and corporately that God intended for that uh, ministry or for that body of Christ. So you got to get these anointings flowing. You know, the evangelistic anointing or the evangelist anointing, we should not need it in the church. We should and shouldn't. It should come in and stir us. So you need to get a, a true evangelist to come in and stir the body of Christ so they go out, they get hungry for souls. But that the anointing needs to be on the streets and then, you know, nations, so on and so forth. So uh, this end time anointing I'm talking about, it, it di- directly combats this antichrist spirit we see on the planet today. Like everything we see, uh, the trouble in, in, in Afghanistan, the trouble in Washington, uh, the individual troubles in California, in New York, even in now uh, Broward and Palm Beach County. These, this is all the appearance of this Antichrist demon. It, it, it's opposing God. This, is a, this thing, now it may appear as caring and loving. It may appear that as, you know, we're doing our part. I was just talking to my, my good friend, and you guys love him, you know, Eric Deaton, and Nikki Deaton, but we were just talking about, you know, the people that wear masks that are, that don't even know God, uh, they wear them, and the thing they say in deception why they wear them is because we love and care for people. No, that, that's not, I mean, they, there might be some people that do it for that reason, but the majority of people are doing it out of fear. Uh, it's fear-based, or, or even rebellious, or, you know, or even rebellion. Very few people are doing it because they believe the science or so on and so forth. Well, that's that anti-spirit attitude that Satan's driving into society today. It's just like, come on, man. You know, we got to rise up now. If we bring the, the true God anointing that really delivers, really helps, uh, you know, really removes fear, uh, really heals, uh, you know, causes miracles to happen, maybe these people change their mind. Uh, but everything we see in the land today, you know, it's it, all right. Let's look at this. If you don't believe me, let's go to Jude. I'll help you because this is kind of where this attitude, this antichrist attitude, is. Uh, there's only one chapter in Jude. Hey, take a sip of coffee, uh, take a deep breath. You know, we're in this thing. We got a few more minutes together, uh, but but just let's soak this up. In Jude, and <clears throat> uh, there's only one chapter, so. We'll start in, if, if there would be one, chapter 1, chapter 1, uh, verse 10. It says, but these speak evil of those things which they know not. All right, so how many people speak evil about godly things and they don't even have a clue? You know, they, they think our, uh, our God, they think our true God religion is based on judgment, is based on hate, is, is cultish and all these things. Well, they, they, they have no idea, they're clueless. The Bible says uh, to the, those who are lost, Satan's blinded their minds 
So they can't even, they, they don't can't even see or understand the truth. Uh, it, the other scripture said that the Bible's foolishness to them. Well, why? Because it was created for us, the believer. So here we see they, they speak evil those things which they know not, but what they know naturally, meaning what science or, or what men uh, come up with, the theories of, of men, uh, what they know naturally as brute beasts and those things, they corrupt themselves. This is right where we're living. You know, um, once again, we have an end time anointing to combat this and to have victory over this. But I want to reveal this to you. This is where we are living uh, right now. So if they take on their information and they become uh, beastish with it, come on, are you seeing this now? All right. They get information that masks saves lives. No science, you know, or the shot saves lives. Once again, I'm not against the shot. Not at all. Don't, don't read into this. But if a shot does what they say it does, then why do you still have to wear masks? Why do you still have to social distance? Why do we still have to shut down restaurants and small business, so on and so forth, if a shot really works or if a mask really works? See, the truth is it may, I'm going to stretch this real far. It may could help a little bit, but I'm going to tell you this, nothing's greater than the covenant we have with the Almighty. As believers, they don't have it. But I'm going to tell you, uh, I'll say it again. When you engage and lean on the covenant you have with God, nothing is stronger than that covenant. And nothing's going to protect you greater than that covenant. But let's finish this now. The clock's ticking. Uh, and it says, woe unto those. So it brings verse 10 into verse 11 here. The, the brute beast attitude, oh, this was my thought. So those who are, are mass people and you don't wear one because you're just not convicted to, you know, you're not being nasty. You know, you're not walking around society sick. You, you're, you're being wise. But they get so beastish that they'll come after you, aggressively attack you uh, because you don't have one on. Well, that's the scripture. Or if you don't social distance or if you don't agree with their platform, that, that in verse 10, once again, if you don't agree with their natural base, natural form platform, theory, science, they become uh, beastish, they become ravish, uh, and, and they want to attack. And they just attack, attack, attack. Well, that's the spirit the Bible's talking about right here. This is the end time spirit. Verse 11, woe unto them, for they've gone the way of Cain. So now it's saying these people have gone the way of Cain. Well, let's look at Cain. Cain, well, let me finish the scripture. Cain ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for rewards and perished in gainsaying of Korah, uh, an ungodly uh, spirit. So let's look at this quickly. Uh, Cain was a farmer. He was in, he, he farmed uh, you know vegetables, different things like that. Abel, his brother, was a, a cowboy. He had cattle. Uh, so Cain and Abel both come from the same daddy. They knew how to come to the temple, and they knew how to sacrifice. They knew how to act. They knew how to believe. Uh, but Cain got to a certain point where he said, I'm not going to believe the right way or the true God way anymore. I'm going to bring my believing into a modern-day, quote-unquote, new belief system, and it's going to be based on rebellion, and it's going to be based on I'm going to do what I want, how I want. And no one's going to tell me anything else. That's an anti-God spirit. That's the hour in which we live. Our world's attitude is no one's going to tell me anything. 
No one's going to, quote unquote, control me. No one's going to lead me. I'm going to be my own person, do what I want, and, and kind of like just flip your nose to the entire world. Well, the world's lost, so I kind of see it there. But I'm talking about the body of Christ now. Uh, we have an anti-anointing against this anti-spirit, that we have victory over uh, this spirit. And you got to protect yourself. I'm telling you right now, if you get this little rebellious attitude within you in any way, root it out, seek it out, and cast it out. Because this is the way of the world attitude. This is a destructive attitude. Uh, we're God people. We're you know we should be godly. Uh, once again, Cain he didn't want to he didn't want to sh- shed the blood of an animal. He didn't want to go to his brother and, and trade some vegetables, uh, you know, for some cattle in order to bring it to the temple. He was just going to amend the scripture and he was going to do it his way. Let me finish with this. I know the day is dark. I know darkness is all around us, <clears throat> but I also know that the anointing uh, radiates. Oh, come on, that's a good word. The anointing's radiating, and it's keeping this darkness at bay. There's only so close it can come to us. It, it, it can't stand the light. So you stay in the light, you'll keep this, these, this darkness at bay. Well, I hope I helped you. Glory to God. Come on, call yourself blessed. Uh, say, I'm not quitting. I love my God. I'm healthy, strong, full of God life. I'm anointed. I got a victory anointing in Jesus' mighty name. But we're not quitters, and we're not quitting. Amen. Well, I hope this helped you. Get this out. Share it with your friends. Put it on social media. And until next time, till next week, we're going to keep doing what we do, and we're going to keep winning in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you.